Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Continental Classic continues to be fantastic. Eddie Kingston had an absolute banger with Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Andrade. Like the the angle that they did with that, not to mention obviously the Danielson match with Garcia mm. on Rampage. Eddie now is starting to rack up those points, those much needed points for that tournament. It's all very very exciting, and that's what we're going to be reviewing today. I am Luke Owen. There you go, we finished that review. Now that's the whole collision done. Time for NXT! Lol, JK! HBK's cooking! Lol, JK! We're reviewing NXT Deadline today. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. Joined by the Professor of the Truth, your Jam That Champion, Dan Layton. Welcome to the Rest Up Podcast review of NXT TakeOver. No, just NXT Deadline. I'm yeah, so they used don't take over things anymore. So they're... used to saying TakeOver. It's been taken over. Job done. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Podcast channel. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up as well. We are on our way to our 85k mark, by the way. So mm. help us get there because we're going to do a 10-hour randomizer, uh, depending on what month that we're in. Likely, hopefully, around January time, we can do another Royal Rumble randomizer. It was so fun last time. I really hope it is yeah. this oh, time again. Yeah. And particularly because we're, we've just talked about doing it as a live show. Rumbles are so great to just put on and yeah. just see what happens. It's a great time. Especially random. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on NXT Deadline or Collision if you fancy it. There are a few people in the chat that are annoyed that we're not reviewing Collision. And join the live chat and let us know your thoughts on NXT Deadline. And if you want your thoughts read out on the air, it is resttalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Um, Why so are we doing Deadline? Let's talk about that so very briefly. Well, I woke up on a Sunday morning and I do what I usually do. Go see what the internet is saying about the wrestling. Yeah. And really, not a lot of people were talking about Collision. Mm. What they were saying about Collision was that Eddie and Claudio was absolutely fantastic. And having watched it, it really, really was. I loved how it played off their uh, match uh, for the Ring of Honor Championship. And the Danielson stuff is absolutely incredible. And mm -hmm. like, uh, that was kind of the main things that people were talking about with Collision. But on the NXT side of things, there's been a lot of talk about NXT this year of like, the feeling is back. NXT has had a great 2023 in terms of kind of overcoming the 2.0. Yeah. Like, 
The, the, the sort Stink. Of, yeah, the swirling turd that was 2.0 in the bowl of the WWE network um, has managed to overcome all of that and has come back to feeling a lot like the NXT of old. Mm. That's obviously not as good in ring work as the NXT of old, the black and gold glory days. Mm. But a lot of people are like, yeah, NXT just feels like it's back. And the other thing that people were talking about was CM Punk was on this show. Mm. Odd though it was, and we'll, yep. we'll get to that in a, in a moment. So kind of like, what I was just really impressed by was like, you know, looking at the reactions to this was people were really into Trick Williams, really into the CM Punk promo and the, the discourse around that. And just this feeling of like, even though this felt like one of the weaker NXT shows of the year, mm. it was still really darn good. Mm. And it's kind of set the company up for, a, or the brand up for a really good 2024. So I was sort of sat there last night and I was thinking about, you know, my planning out my work day. And I was like, okay, well, I've got to record the Wrestler of the Year 2023. And mm. I've got to do my 2024 predictions. And I've got to do the news in the morning. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to, I think we should review Deadline mm. rather than Collision. Let's, let's review NXT Deadline. People have asked us to do NXT reviews, but the views have never been there for them when we've done them. So I thought, well, let's, let's see. Yeah. Let's roll the dice. Let's see if people are actually interested in us talking about NXT pay-per-views. And if that is the case, then maybe we can do more of them because I would like to. I'd much rather talk about NXT take uh, NXT pay-per-views than I would do standard episodes of Collision that just go up against NXT shows yeah. and therefore are like, let's just put on good wrestling because it's not going to get the viewership numbers yeah. this week. We'll save our big storyline stuff for the week after. So I thought, let's give it a go. So I texted you last night yep. and I said, Dan, don't watch Collision in the morning because we're going to watch Deadline instead. And I was already watching Deadline at that moment. So <laughs> I'd been kind of watching it over the course of the day, which was funny because I wasn't watching it with a review mind. I was just watching it because I was enjoying it. And then I had to be like, oh, now I have to... I have to think about it and make more notes. So I was like, great, okay, we'll go back and watch it. I, the NXT is like the little engine that could this year for me. It's kind of a, uh, it's bit, it, like, as you say, it kind of went through a little, uh, a weird little period there where it suddenly became the horniest thing on television. Oh, yeah. Um, and now it's sort of settled back into being, I think, what it should be. It had also the period before then where it was like super indie. And in many ways, I guess it's kind. it kind of, you know, it, it's not, no, it's a lazy comparison. I was going to say it kind of was trying to ape what AEW can be at its best, which is just putting on great wrestling. Yeah, you know. NXT was the independent wrestling that everyone loved in twenty like twenty fifteen through mm -hmm. to twenty eighteen, but it was on a WWE yeah product. Yeah, like it's why Vince McMahon didn't like it because it was just basically Triple H saw that Ring of Honor was getting popular and was like, well, I'll just do what Ring of Honor's doing instead mm. then, and I'll just take all of their talent and it and it, and, and it killed Ring of Honor. So, like, you know, but that, that, that was his end goal. That's why he did NXT UK, was to kill the UK independent scene, and which he succeeded Still in Still waiting doing on so. that video. Um, and so, like, it was an indie show. Mm. It was what indie fans wanted from their professional wrestling that the main roster was not providing. Yeah. And all the talent went up to the main roster and absolutely, like, you know, got treated like second-class citizens mm. in, in some ways. And then AEW came around, and everyone was like, oh, I can just go and watch it on AEW then. Because I don't, I don't really need this NXT thing anymore. I've now got AEW that's got all of the other indie wrestlers that I love mm. over there. And that's where NXT just went on this real downturn. The second it started on this huge downturn is when Vincent Pritchard stepped in and was like, this isn't horny enough. Yeah. Get me bigger boobs. Yeah. I'll put bigger boobs onto the show. And then, so that's what they did. And then it yeah. became 2.0. I also think it's really interesting. So for a lot of people, certainly for me, I NXT in the 2015-16 era with you know your Ballads and your Nakamura's and Joe and all the rest... Kind of was a, it was a, it was the beginning of a return of a passion for this industry that having been through the doldrums of like 2011, 2012, 2013, all that stuff, 
was really fun to see videos popped up channels popped up all of it kind of you know arrived and and then before you know it that's what leads to cody leaving and you know the independent scene and meanwhile the books and omega in japan and all this stuff like and it starts to so i have a real fondness for nxt as an idea um and now to see that it now has i think the tricky as you say when that when they went up to the main roster they were treated as second class citizens kind of because they weren't vince's Thing they, and they didn't fit Vince's mold. Vince didn't watch the show. Didn't watch the show. So the idea that um, I always think of that one episode where it was like, "Give me your best guys," and he was yeah. like, "Oh, please don't." And in fact, he, re- in, he refused for a long time. You can have anyone you want, just don't take Oscar away from me, kind of thing. Um, so now that he is in charge of the main show, and you've got HBK in charge of the feeder show, you do feel like I kind of am watching the stars of tomorrow, which was the future is now watch tomorrow today kind of thing that is what the energy of nxt is again absolutely exactly yeah. it really is like i think that whenever i watch an nxt shows now i'm like right i can see you on the main roster i can see you on the main roster i can see you on the main roster back in the day it was like i can't wait to see you on the main mm-hmm. roster and then that sort of like that that was diminishing return yeah it was sort of like they just chipped away chipped i mean away. johnny gargano is still dealing with it like yeah and i was like yeah. actually i don't want to get you to the main roster stay within nxt stay in these safe four walls around here but now like i literally do feel like i'm watching that what will be WrestleMania matches in five years' time, in, in eight years' yeah. time. And this is a really a, a interesting example of that because if you look at the main event, you've got Baron Corbin in it, who, you know, nightmare of a time, the most go-away heat you've ever seen for a long, long time. Um, but this NXT run has reinvigorated him in many, many different ways. Yeah. Kind of a similar thing happened with Dolph Ziggler. Um, uh, and then also within the show, you've got, the Iron Survivor matches, which is an interesting concept, which we'll talk about at length. But within the women's especially, I'm looking at various different people in there. And I am seeing someone like Kalani Jordan, who I don't think is anywhere close to ready. Nope. She's green as as the, the grass, but like she's also showing such promise and she's athletic and she's, you know, got a great look. But she's also brand new, which we'll we'll t- I'll talk about her when we get there. But it is that idea of a a, a lovely little breeding ground. It's NXT has become what NXT was supposed yeah, to be. Exactly. Uh, which is it's a weird thing to say because NXT the whole point of NXT was to create the stars of tomorrow. Mm. Instead, what they did was just get stars who were already stars elsewhere and it's super shows. Yeah. It was the best of Ring of Honor versus the best of New Japan versus the best of Impact Wrestling versus the best of there, best of there. And it was just a, a super card show. I would tune in. I could see great Ring of Honor talent that I love, and they're in the ring with great New Japan talent mm. that I love. And it was just like these indie, best of the super indies. It, mm. it was a show that um, you know once existed. So it kind of stopped being a training system. Felt weird that people go like, "Oh well, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura needs to go spend three years in developmental." Mm. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Johnny Gargano needs to spend five years in developmental. Mm. Adam Cole needs to spend. You know, it was felt odd to to say mm. so when it became 2.0 that's when it actually did become a developmental mm-hmm. show it was developing new talent and we asked we're now seeing it still as a developmental show but it's a developmental show with that black and gold feel mm. and aura to it so it feels like the nxt that should have been the nxt kind of in 2014 before triple h decided killing ring of honor was actually <laughs> his passion project so i i really like what nxt has become and NXT is a very, very fun show to watch on a week-to-week basis. And I think that the pay-per-views that they do are really, really good. In terms of... Uh, really, really good. 
bracket for developmental talent. Yeah. And that's not a slam on it. They're developmental talent. Yeah. A lot of these people are, as you know, green. But then you watch them, you're like, damn, like, you're this good now. Mm. In three years' time, imagine where you'll be. That's the whole point of the Performance Center. Um, yeah. And I guess the final thing to say before we get into the show, really, is that it's the return on investment that you're going to get. If we invest in these... Like, I invested in Kevin Owens. I invested in Sami Zayn. I invested in... Um, in DIY in, in, in many ways I invested in Asuka and Bailey and Sasha and all the rest uh, and to varying degrees did I see a return on that investment you know mm-hmm. did, is, has Kevin Owens had he's had a great run but has he has been, he had that NXT you run? know has Finn Balor had that NXT run has you know all the rest have I got that N- Nakamura is probably the best example of it for me um, Samoa Joe is another example of it yeah. Now I feel like with the current infrastructure, with the way that the feed, that is, it is a feeder system and the guy, NXT was his baby. Like, I know that there's the, the you know, Killing Ring of Honor and all the rest of it. But like, realistically speaking, I, I truly believe that Hunter cared They're Triple H's kids. kids. Like, he texts Mercedes Monet before she goes out and does her J- Japan show kind they, of thing. But I think they're called Papa H's kids for a reason. And the reason these are called Papa H is yep. because he was dad and these were his kids. And, like, you know, he was almost, he was disappointed that his kids kept being taken up to the main roster. That's it. Treated like dirt. Mm. And then oftentimes would go back to NXT or get fired. Yeah. And so now he's in charge of the main roster. Like, to your, the point I'm assuming you were going to make there was, there's cross promotion. Yeah. NXT stars feature in. So spoilers, but we now know who the NXT star that's in the SmackDown tournament for the United States Championship is because they taped NXT mm. last night. Oh, I night, haven't seen I that yet. So I won't do the spoiler because, you know, people don't want to see this. You have got previous. I have got previous. <laughs> but like, so there's an NXT star. It yeah. is not a call up. It is just an NXT, NXT star, star having is a go. in this tournament. Dominic Mysterio has been walking around for most of the year with this belt, and he's lost it to, on this show, a SmackDown, Smackdown star. star. There's actual crossover between NXT and the main roster that promotes, so both of them are promoting each other, but Keeley, the main roster is promoting NXT. And I believe That's that, what you want. Yeah, when the person then does, does make their main roster debut, I believe they're going to be treated with egg respect exactly which is and, lovely and we as an audience will probably be uh, if you're just a main roster audience mm. we'll probably be quite aware of them because you're like oh i remember lyra valkyria yeah she yeah. was a part of that becky lynch and i've seen her in the crowd that time exactly she was part of that becky lynch storyline when she was nxt women's champion so then like when lyra gets the call up mm. she's already got some pre-established do you know who this is and because WWE is so good at doing video packages they'll put together video packages that tell you here's what you need to know about them mm. here's Candice LeRae she likes fairies here's these people they like well, this and I they're mean, good at this and like the, you know the Nikita Lyons video package on this yeah, episode was great. which we got because we're watching on the network yeah. um, was like it's great like that tells you like the Tony D'Angelo one's funny because he's such a weird like mm. it, it's such a cartoon but it makes him feel like an important deal it doesn't always work. Like Candice LeRae is a really interesting example. Candice and Indy kind of exist. Uh, where are the witchy sisters? Um, so it's not all, It's not like a, a guaranteed, you know, always going to work. But I have more faith than I did for a long time. Absolutely. Now, I would agree. So, but the other big talking point that people had for about this show was that CM Punk was on it. And the reason that Punk was on there is because he's doing this storyline deal where, hey, am I going to be on SmackDown? Am I going to be on Raw? Or am I going to sign with NXT? We're getting that decision tonight on Raw. I'd imagine the the, the big likelihood is he'll end up on Raw. Yeah, probably. I, I feel like that's where he's... We should end up on Raw. It's where he should end up on. Um, I liked his uh, promo on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, it was fire. It was it was very good. I mean, it got went over like a fart in a church uh, at, at certain times, which I, I, I thought was h- hilarious. Interesting, yeah. But it, I, yeah, hilariously in an interesting way in terms of like... 
Yeah. It was like, oh, if you'd have done that line in AEW, it'd have gone like, got the biggest reaction of the night, but you did it in WWE. And like, it was almost like Bobby Fish going, where's well, the like, line? There was that one guy in, in the front row, like, yeah, and it's like, apart from that, deathly silent. But he mm. left the pause mm. for the reaction. So it's Punk trying to work out. It's like, okay, I now need to change up my promo style, I guess, in order to accommodate for a you WWE. S- slip a bit. But like, there's also like, this, there is an element of spoon feeding. Necess- we're now reviewing SmackDown. I shouldn't do that. Uh, but there was an element of, of spoon feeding because he didn't get the pop from saying the wise man last week. So this time he really it's reiterated and said Paul Heyman. And in fact, the only person he didn't mention by name was Seth Rollins, which is why I thought the, the promo was so effective. And that's why he'll probably end up on Raw. Yeah. But he was here to have a nice time, I assume? Well, no, he was here to... Yes, he was here to just get people talking, I guess. Yeah. Like Because they talked about this throughout the show. They being did. like, hey, CM Punk was here earlier with Shawn Michaels. That's why we're trending number one on Twitter. Like, they were really hammering on this idea that it was exciting that CM Punk was on this show. Mm. That's what you want Punk for. Yeah. You want Punk for... To, like, you want Punk to come out, pop the crowd, get people talking about it on Twitter, put a video up on YouTube, and it goes over 2 million views. Like, that is what... that That's why you put CM Punk on this mm. show. Um, and His hoodie I, looked so comfortable. And the idea of that, then, is that people watch that, and then they go like, oh, what is this NXT? I've not heard of this. Then watch the show and mm. enjoy the rest of the show. Mm. It's a smart bit of business, really. But it wasn't. It, I The promo we had on Raw was, frankly, dog shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get to review that episode of Raw, but it was dog shit. And I've sworn twice already. That's how much I thought that promo was terrible. And then I thought the one on SmackDown was basically the promo he should have done on Raw when he first came back. Mm-hmm. It was a much, much better promo. Um, it's such a good promo. It made me really... Because I when the, the promo was so bad on that Raw, I was like, oh, it had to be bad on purpose. That's the only way that makes sense. But then he cut the promo he should have done and when he came out, I was like, oh, maybe it was just bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anymore. So I thought the promo on SmackDown was really good. This one was like, just awkwards it was like him and him and sean michaels had banter yeah this one felt like they didn't plan for him to be there and i know that's unlikely but it does feel a little bit like they just went i mean since she's still here do you want to just go out and do a quick five minute section with sean go and then they did yeah and then they were like i forgot what i was supposed to say you forgot what you were supposed to say let's have a selfie um, I'm wearing Bret Hart merch. Oops, I guess I should have worn my Sean things. Uh, do you still say suck it? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Um, well, you know, hey, am I going to sign with SmackDown or Raw? Or am I going to be the next NXT superstar? And then his music hit, and they both kind of looked at each other like, I guess we're finished well, now. Well, I guess that's that done. And I tell you what, this was a hot mess. This was an absolute, I'm going to, you've had two, so I can have one. This was a show. <laughs> but I weirdly liked it. It oh, felt yeah, it nice. Does. I know. Like it, just, it was just imp- bad improv comedy. His whole bit about like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm wearing my bre-, and like when he pointed out that he's wearing a Brett shirt, which he obviously was. Uh, there's a he w- wearing that on purpose. Let's be honest. But then also he was like, oh, I've made it. You made up. I've made up with Triple H. The, the whole thing's about healing. There was there was a nice energy to it. I don't yeah. know what it was. I I don't know what it was either. But I quite liked it. Yeah. I thought it was just like, <laughs> oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I, if anyone can tell me where he got that hoodie, because it looked, the fit was really nice. It looked so cozy. Um, I'd buy one. I mean, it's probably just on like um, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, probably in the Bret Hart store. There we go. Chop them. I, I mean, that's where I would look. If I'm looking for Bret Hart merchandise, I'll not probably, Spawn. No, it's not Spawn. No, go to WrestleShop.com uh, to buy WrestleStop merchandise. That's what you should do. Um, including this one here, this Monday Night War. Get me a nice comfy hoodie wearing. and we'll talk. Um, so yeah, it was it was an. An odd opening to the show, yeah. But an opening that I totally get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get exactly why you did this because this is what you should be doing. Yeah, with, with CM Punk on the show, so I quite enjoyed that. Um, 
we should we talk about the other thing we got on our thumbnail as well which is the uh, the return of Cora Jade mm-hmm. uh, she returned we'll, we'll talk about the match itself in a moment but she came out after the Iron Survivor match um, to lay out the winner of that match and pose with the belt to say lay out the champion she didn't lay out the winner lay out the champion do apologize to say I'm here she holds up the belt and then later cut I take what a bad promo um, being like I've said my my intentions are here. I'm going for that world title. Mm. It was an interesting choice, uh, not least because it it was like a way to step on the winner of your own survivor match kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, I didn't. So the other interesting, this is an experiment in many different ways. I have decided to take a a detox from the Twitter machine, right? It's a I doom scroll too close to the sun. I've had far too much of it. So I've I've been away from it. Haven't really been engaging in discourse. Haven't seen what people are talking about. So for me, it was a return that I thought, oh, that's it. All right. And then I kind of got the idea. I was like, oh, interesting that like Punk's backstage and there's that whole business of her having been a fan. She's got a signing with him. She asked him a question once. The uh, the exclusive that they posted on then, online yeah. where she broke character for a moment, which is only like, that was genuinely lovely. So that was far more effective for me than what happened on the show. Because what happened on the show was, as you say, a very bland, I'm here to make it clear promo. <laughs> And um, then the, the exclusive, she's walking backstage and it's, uh, what's her face? I can't remember her name. Kincaid? Either way. The the interviewer comes up and she says, one more question, one more question. And she's like, oh my God, go away. And Punk's in the background, I assume, to do, like he's doing something else as well because he's in a different outfit. So keep I keep an eye on that. Um, but he like comes over and interrupts and they have a really nice chat where he basically just says, uh, legit, I'm proud of you. April is proud of you, representing his his beloved. And, um, you know, he has a little hug with her and says, you should be proud of yourself kind of thing. And, and it was when he said legit, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, whatever. She kind of broke a little bit. She's like, oh, you're going to make me cry kind of thing. And they had a little cuddle. And then as he's walking off, she just goes, oh. right back into character. And it's like, that's all I need. Yeah. I've got punk backing kind of thing. And I was like, oh, you're really good at this. The, the, the ability to slip right back into it on command. So much more effective. Was really good. There was an interesting, uh, even the wrestling purist, uh, wrestling purist tweet about this. He's got very, very good sources within the punk camp. Um, like when uh, they were doing all the CM Punk, you know, will he, won't he? I'd say him and Sean were the best people who were looking at that. And you know that Sean is good because Triple H confirmed what Sean would have been reporting mm-hmm. this entire time. And Sean vouched for Ibu. He was like, if anyone knows about this, it's this guy right here. He had a very interesting tweet sort of about punk being at uh, NXT, which is like, Punk would like to take over from Sean as like ah. like sort of sees that as something that he would quite like to do mm. is that was his whole thing about when he went to AEW is I want to work with the younger guys. Like Starbucks was, cars. His, his whole promo was like his opening promo was like here is a bunch of young talent mm. that I want to work with and I want to raise the next generation of uh, of of professional wrestling. So he can do that in NXT. Mm. And it's actually almost why like, I almost preferred him go to NXT rather than go to Raw and SmackDown. I mean, you can't because you're paying him so much money. But like, yeah, you, like the, I mean, even just having like sessions down at the performance center. It's also just interesting to have someone like that. I, I keep thinking about it. He, he talked on, on his SmackDown promo. He talked about finishing his story, which, you know, references and whatever. Um and I did think about it, and I was like, well, "Hang on, he is a, he is older. Like he's he he's also quite brittle. He's had a couple of injuries. Sure has. Um, most of his AEW run injured. There you go. So like injured or suspended is is kind of his his way. 
there's something about the idea of like, okay, we'll use him. They've signed him for a long-term deal, like a, a decent amount of time. Uh, it's a multi-year deal is what we know. So it's three or, pending, three, I assume. Three or five years. And so the idea is then to keep him around, you know, whatever. And then if he does want to go and take part in the development of young talent, that's a, you know, it, it feels like a, at work, I think people are looking for something that they that they feel nourished by. And it feels like that's something that would probably nourish him yeah. far more than... And, it, and it, the, the crucial thing is, are people receptive? Mm-hmm. Are people... Re- you know, the reverence with which the early, like, 2015 class of NXT holds Dusty Rhodes, I think it's like, can, are you able to sit in that slot? Um, whereas in AEW, it was very quick to sort of conflict. And that's, I think, the question about... That's going to be the question. Um I have some thoughts on that, but I'm going to have to talk about them off air because, um, yeah, there's stuff I can't say on air. But there is stuff I could say off air that I'll tell you about. I'm just going to throw that up there as a little tease for the audience there. They won't get to hear what I think about that topic. Um, You are so camp. I know, right? You catty little queen. I thought I was that one. That's my job. I'm terrible for it. Oh, ain't I I the worst? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, 
Uh, but let's see what you thought of this show. Please do let us know in the comments down below. But also get in your ultra chats. I haven't got one for NXT yet. So get in your ultra chats. Rustle.com forward slash support. And BM White has to kick things off to say, Hi, lads, just a small question for you guys. Why did you stop doing the NXT one minute one take? I actually looked forward to those and found them pretty helpful to keep up with NXT the nights I can't watch. It's just weird since you still do Rampage. So you might have noticed that our Wednesday news videos are slightly different now. We're trying new ways... I can't go into too much detail about this because I'll be here for ages, but like news is news. Mm -hmm. We're competing against so many other people doing wrestling news these days. So we're trying to like change up the way that we do wrestling news. And we the days we're experimenting, those are on Mondays and Wednesdays. Talking about wanting nourishment in your work. Yes. Mondays and Wednesdays, you might have noticed, are our deeper dive. Mm. We just look at one news story and do a deeper dive into that because that way we're just not competing against, you know, 20 other channels that are all covering the same bit of wrestling news. Um, and so because of Wednesdays, that means we've had to lose the NXT one minute one take. And with uh, Mondays, we've had to lose the collision one minute one takes. Um, although it is nice to say that you liked it because the, the comments sure didn't. Um, <laughs> if anything, like when we were going through like comments, like anyone was asking us to stop doing NXT mm. one minute one takes. So glad that someone enjoyed them. Um, Will Campbell says, uh, Hi guys, I went to the show and it was a great time. Oh. The men's Iron Survivor match was incredible. Uh, the trick... When Trick had four pins mm. in a minute, the crowd was in order of magnitude louder with each one. And when the noise when he pinned Bron with no time left was awesome. That oh. the crowd in that match, but in that moment in particular, I want. I'm jealous of you, Will. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be there. That match was so so great. Yeah. Uh, that Dylan guy says an NXT review is this an alternate universe? <laughs> Both Iron Survivors were great, and the right people won. I want Blair to win the title. I honestly thought she was going to take it off Tiffany Stratton. Um, because Trick ain't. Um, beating Dragunov. Uh, so well, taking I, it off Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Probably isn't. Um, oh, Trick sorry. Ain't Tri Dragunov. Trick ain't beating Dragunov, so I wonder who will. Daniel Slayton. That's right. Too right. Um, will Chisholm has been a member for three months in a row. Says, I watched NXT and it still rocks me how deep the women's division is. That's the other thing that we've talked a lot yeah. about on this podcast over the last year or so is that AEW's women's division in the toilet tis what it is has been that way for five years wwe has fumbled it in 2023 but is picking that ball up i mm. think in the last like three months well two months of the year i would say it'd be like whoops no you're right we probably should do something with this division we've got all this talent let's let's try something here nxt though has been solid throughout the years like that and impact i've always mm -hmm. felt like the best women's divisions and best representation of that on their shows the, the breakout tournament was super fun uh there's just a, there's just a lot of people you can play with in that roster, and um, yeah, it was your little graph you brought up from um, what's his name, Brandon Thurston, that one, um, who just who just showed that yeah, NXT just sort of puts on women's matches as part of the show, and and that's literally all we're after yeah. is equality. That's it. That's it. Doesn't matter. But yeah, it's good. Uh, we're going to do a slight bit of editing on this next one because it has a spoiler. Oh, so I'll listen. No, I'm not going to say no, it because, well, there are people in the chat that oh, are spoiled. So I'm not going to spoil it for them. Yeah. I would just say, don't read this chat because you're going to find out who it is. Uh, my son and I had a lot of fun watching the show. It's from Kid Cuddy. My fan, uh, my son and I had a lot of fun watching the show. Shout out to Lash Legend because she uh, is on the come up. As always, Trick Williams showing promise for the future. And we're getting Carmella. And we're getting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going in the best of. <laughs> Rob. Moderator Rob. Moderator Rob. If you if you want to put a spoiler warning in the chat, just, just censor it, mate. Just censor the chat. Because then I'm not going to read it wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it bad. What in the Ron Burgundy f***?
joke was that? Like, it's written down. He's going to read it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes, everyone. We've sworn uh, so many I mean, times on this. I've seen that coming. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, also, I'm going to apologize for the amount of swearing we've had in this episode. It's NXT um, 2.0, uh, anyway, oh, baby. Anyway, glad you guys reviewed this. I'm sure you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, everyone. That was... Sorry. Sorry. You just can't help yourself. Rob, you put a spoiler ahead of time. You could have edited the chat and I would have read it. I'm Ron Burgundy. Highlight the spoiler. Highlight the spoiler bit. I'm just reading it, bro. <laughs> Anyway, this show opened up with Dragon Lee versus Dominic Mysterio for the NXT North American Championship. I thought this was okay. This was yeah, good. It was I, a, a totally fine opening match. Um, I, it felt like a, a standard TV match, but opening a pay per view, that yeah, was all right. I thought um, it's interesting that Dragon Lee has taken a few losses recently, and so this is like, a, thanks very much. Here's a belt. Um, but yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, it sucks to like lose out in one tournament and then just win a difference yeah i mean night. it is it, it is a make good because wesley wasn't um is, is injured and you know the severity of that injury i'm not a hundred percent certain how much of it was story and how much of it is legit either way it, he, his uh emotion felt very real um so it was sad that wesley couldn't be part of this but then you know so this is very i think that's why it felt thrown together in some way yeah because that was my feeling at the end of this i was like because dragon lee wins the belt Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, that felt like a really underwhelming end to mm. this this Dominic Mysterio thing. Which, again, I feel like has been taken off the boil somewhat. There was a period well, of time when Dom holding that belt was, like, pure heat. Yes, because it felt like un... Well, that's the interesting thing. I think it felt unearned for a lot of people. And then over time, he's kind of earned he's it. He's kind of earned it. But then, like... They so- also... They also uh, he lost it at NXT, uh, No Mercy to Trick. Yeah. For a night. Yes. Yeah, so and then and then won it back. Yeah. So yeah, I just sort of felt like it's this felt like a massively underwhelming end mm. to this run. Yeah. I I think I'd be interested to see I think that's why I don't know how much of it is the end. And it might be the end in terms of him holding the belt, but I feel like there's going to be fallout from that. Yeah. So that's, you know, whereas like the match itself, I really enjoyed the match itself. Uh Dragon Lee's amazing. Um so it was nice to see and, and I think Dom is just Dom is just getting better and better. Like really Dom is. Is, he's on the list of most improved wrestlers of the year, hundred percent. Absolutely. 100%. He is. Um, and then yeah, the fact that it's a as you as you said, the Raw guy versus the SmackDown guy. I think part of the reason NXT is getting that attention is because they're making a show that feels like it's worth watching. So mm. you know, yeah, decent, decent, yeah, decent, decent. Uh, but an underwhelming end to Dom's reign. Um, yeah, I wonder if you will just win it back, like because they've got a lot of like Mysterio involvement because Ray was yeah. on commentary. Um, and there was a whole thing about like this is our next generation. He's like the next me. Basically, it was Ray Mysterio was on commentary. Like, there, hey apparent. guys, this is the new me. So by by well, his merchandise. Well, you know, what's also interesting is that that was what he was saying about Santos, and and there's almost it won't happen. But there's a little part of me that's going, well, pick one, Ray. You can't just keep going from sun to sun, you big heel. Uh, give me a heel, Ray Mysterio. At this stage in his career, no, I I um I will be. I think there'll be a follow a fallout because I would imagine. The tag titles are coming off Judgment Day soon enough. So Judgment Day go from having all the belts to know the belts. Yeah, well, apart from Rhea. Apart from Rhea. 
you know, and there's that interest. And, and money in the bank. And they were, they were putting over a lot as well. There was no Judgment Day at ringside. Yep. And like Ray even said, this is what happens when you have Judgment Day interfering is that Dom's not good enough to win, mm. which is interesting. Uh, up next was the women's Iron Survivor match. Fallon Henley versus Blair Davenport versus Tiffany Stratton versus Kalani Jordan versus Lash Legend. If you haven't seen an Iron Survivor match, yeah. it's a basically a cross between an Iron Man, a Royal Rumble, the Scramble, and TNA's King of the Mountain. And you can finally some respect. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's a penalty box. No. That's that's taken directly from uh, TNA's King of the Mountain match. You get pinned, you go into the penalty box for 90 seconds. All right. But like they so they've just sort of taken all of these little elements together, swooshed them all into to mm. one match that when it was first announced last year, I went, that's a bit complicated. Yeah. And it and it is. But actually, when you watch it, when it's particularly when it's laid out so well, like this, the women's one was incredibly like well rehearsed mm. and perhaps perhaps too much, but didn't in one moment, which we'll get to. But the men's one was this brilliant chaotic mess mm. that when you watch it, you're like, that is actually a really really great wrestling stipulation. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's I absolutely good. love it. Um, and and it's you can tell a good stipulation when your brain starts worrying about all the possibilities and the options that you're doing and, and thinking stories you can tell. that's it what 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 are little moments and beats you can hit and i'm starting to think about okay well if you come in late you'll lose you have like less than half of the time of the person who was in at the beginning however in theory they're a bit tuckered out by that point so you can just come in and bash them mm-hmm. and get yourself you know and we saw that later on but like then then it's like in terms of when you take a penalty could you actually if you're like well i'm kind of two nil up i can take a dq so i can go and have a rest for 90 seconds there's so many different things you could do with this stipulation um that it is really fun it's the it's uh, got the royal rumble entry system as well which i really enjoy it's the uh, i I was thinking it's the the judgment day 2009 man match between rock and triple Mm. h one of my favorite moments in that is when triple h just waffles rock with a chair to give him a dq victory but triple h just pins him Mm -hmm. and he's like well sure i took a loss but I've also just gained a pin, and now I've hit him with a steel yeah, chair. Yeah, like it's, so a, it's, like... It's, it's a really good spot. Um, someone else just there being like the 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 um, the penalty box comes from hockey because um, there are lots of pins and submissions in hockey. I mean, there aren't not if you've been to a hockey game. <laughs> they do like a brawl. Uh, so Fallon and Davenport were the start. It was um they, they ran through a good little like two count sequence where they kept reversing into different two counts and stuff. Which I actually like it's quite funny and possibly went on too long. But thinking about it, this match is about stamina. It actually does take a fair bit of energy to kick out. They were saying the referee as well. The referee's got his yeah. work cut out for him. Like, think trying of, to keep up with this. He's going to have to get his core up. Think of you trying to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a kick out. Like... <laughs> Tiffany was in next. I've said it multiple times across this podcast now, but boy, she's ready. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, oh like she's she's the one. Mm-hmm. Like she, Tiffany's was far and away the best thing in this match, and this match had Lash Legend in it. Mm-hmm. But like she was far and away the crispest, bestest thing in this match. No more so was that scene than when she did this cartwheel Alabama slam <laughs> that was magical. Yeah, it looked like a cheat code. Yeah, it did. It was absolutely awesome so so smooth uh however it was davenport that he got the first fall by throwing stratton off the pin for that and stealing away so uh we- love that so Fallon handy went as the uh the the hockey box um and kalani jordan was out next um Fallon got back into the ring after she was released from that and hit a shining wizard for a fall so blair and Fallon both on one uh, I kind of feel like we have to go through a lot of this in order by order, otherwise you can't quite yeah. keep track of the story yeah, we absolutely to do. tell. Um, they were putting over that Fallon and Tiffany were really focused on each other. 
and I think this is the only part of the match where I'd be like, ah, your over-rehearsal on this has backfired on you. Because mm. what happened was, Lash Legend was the next entrant, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to come out and do a big Tower of Doom spot and then get a double-stack pinfall. Problem was, is that the other girls got into that position two minutes early. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what they had to do was just a lot of standing around like you had davenport and and someone else just davenport and jordan were on the on the turnbuckle and every now and again tiffany had to go back and sort of like knock them off and yeah then... and then go back to fallon henley and sort of batter her for a little bit and it was just a lot of like standing around waiting mm-hmm. for lash legend to to finally come out and then she came in and did the tower of doom spot. yeah i think from there the match was actually went off without a hitch yeah that was the only i would say noticeable this has been rehearsed too much. Everything yeah. else I thought they got away with. That one felt quite awkward. And it is that thing of when you've got a giant clock there and, and your spots are timed to the nth degree because of yeah. the way the format of the match works, it can feel a little bit like, oh, yeah, we got there a bit too early. Yeah. But I imagine in the moment you're feeling like, well, we've got to get there now to make sure that we're there or otherwise we'll miss it because that's a part of what happens. And, and that comes into play in the, the men's match later on. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> the... Um, the Hardcore Holly 2000 uh, scramble match. 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, that, that's devastating to me. To this. That haunts me. Oh, yeah. So I'm always afraid of that happening. So I feel like I'd rather they be overcautious and wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then when Last Legend does come in, if the first time you saw Last Legend was her slamming Otis last week on NXT, yep. which was just so good. Like, ah, oh, it's not only that she slammed him, it's that she held him up for a while once she did it. She came in and she did the the, the double soup. Like she did the the Tower of Doom. Then she did a double suplex, and then she just dominated everyone with these power bombs, double stacked Tiffany and Fallon, yeah. and pinned them both at the same time. She looked like a monster to earn two points. A awesome way to bring her in. Yeah, like they, the, did the, they did the same thing with Bron Breaker in the men's match. Yeah, but like I thought it worked so well here. Just the just like, she stopped doing moves that you don't really see women, even the the bigger women in the main roster doing. Like she, the choke slam. There was a choke into a power bomb, dragging them over each other. And it's not in like a "girl, I'm a big monster." It's like a "yes, queen, I love it." Uh, there was a really fun moment where Metaphor came out to block the penalty yeah, box. Yeah, love opening. that. So Tiffany and and Fallon were like stuck in the penalty box. So Fallon like busted her way out, climbed up. Tiffany Stratton, ever the opportunist, was like dink. Yeah, <laughs> pushed her over. So Fallon and fell off the uh, the penalty box through the announcer's table. Brilliant spot. And then she just like burst her way out. She then did a, a swanton yeah. Oh, yeah. off the top onto everyone. Beautiful swanton. Awesome. Really, really cool. So we're down to the final five minutes. Stratton does these two beautiful double foot stomps. First on to a sunset flip receiving Lash and then and then on to the giver of that move, Kalani Jordan. Yeah. Really like she's the one. Yeah, she's great. She's the one. She's so great. Davenport gets another four. So it's now Blair on two, Fallon on one, Lash on two. Crowd are loving this, chanting this is awesome. Um, and they were putting over that Tiffany's yet to get a point. Uh, but then she hits the prettiest Moonstone ever to get that point on Lash. So she's now up to one, Fallon to one, Blair and Lash still on two. And Lash is now in the penalty box f- yeah. for the last minute and That's a half. It. Yeah. So she's running out of time. She's running out of like, time. And I'm like, how's she going to... And I, w- I want Lash to win at this point. So I'm like, how are you going to do it? So Kalani hits this 450 for a near four. We get into the final minute and she locks a submission in. I thought at this point, Vic Joseph was one of my MVPs of oh, the yeah. show. Of the night. He, that's what I mean, it was the whole show. Mm. I thought he was awesome, particularly in these two Iron Survivor matches and in that main event as well. He's great. Mm. 
Booker not so much, but no, v- no. but Vic Joseph is yeah. superb, and he was awesome in this moment. That was really getting over the drama of what you're talking about. The fact that you've got Blair on two and Lash on two, and she's stuck in the penalty mm. box, and all these people are trying to scramble to get things. And the person, the most dominating force in this, is trapped. She's literally a trapped animal, and everyone else is scrambling around. In all of this, Davenport gets another win, so she's now up to three, and there's like. 15 seconds remaining. Lash Legend finally gets out of the penalty box. Davenport sees her and goes, rot row. (laughs) And so she runs. So she just runs away, runs out the clock. She wins. I thought it was an awesome, awesome final five minutes. Really, really enjoyed it. It definitely took a second to get going at the beginning. There was a a slow pace. It sounds like a obvious thing to say but as soon as everyone was in the ring it was absolutely fire <laughs> yeah. um and then yeah it was a really smart way to end the match to use the stipulation to its uh best and most dramatic mm-hmm. ends yeah great absolutely great uh blair cut a promo after the match saying that she's gonna be facing lyra at new year's evil and this is where cora jade made her return attacking lyra and posing with the belt um so I can't imagine Blair's going to win. Doubt it. Yeah, I don't I don't imagine she would because we feel as we're setting up Cora versus Lyra instead. Mm. Uh, perhaps for Vengeance Day. Hayes and Trick were warming up backstage, and although Hayes is, you know, then his name is in the clear by all mm. by, you know, seemingly so, there's still that uneasy tension between the two of them. I still don't get why his his argument was, did you text him? No, I'll prove it to you. What by showing me a phone? No, by having a match against Lexus King. Yeah. Well, you know, WhatsApp messages can get lost, um, particularly if you... <laughs> if you throw the phone into the North Sea. I mean, you know, if you change phones or if the, the WhatsApp app goes down, mm. uh, I, I feel like I hear that's a way you can also... Do you know the North Sea thing? No, I don't. In the Wagatha Christie trial? Half <laughs> oh, yes, I did! Yes. Yeah. Because, oh, I'm sorry, I can't find these WhatsApp messages because my phone fell into the North Sea. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> Uh, up next was uh, Lexus King, the former Brian Pillman Jr. versus Carmelo Hayes. I still don't know if Lexus King is a gimmick. Okay. And by that I mean, is the gimmick that he's crap? Right. Because when he first came, when he first debuted on NXT, everyone said, good lord, that man has no aura. Mm. Like, crikey, that is a swaggerless man. Mm. And I was like, oh, it feels a bit harsh on, on Pillman Jr. He's got this big character, you know, like this, he feels a bit, always has felt a little bit David Flair. Like there's mm. only so much you can, there's only so far you can get to before you're like, are you your dad? So he can't debut. And then he had that moment in the, with Trick and Mellow where he couldn't put his sunglasses in his pockets because his pockets weren't real. And then I was like, oh, it's, that's the gimmick. Yeah. And they kept doing these promos where I was like, oh, the gimmick is his crap. Right. The gimmick is he's swaggerless. The gimmick is he has no aura. But then he just wrestled this match normally. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's not then. So I, I, I'm still, I'm unsure what I'm yeah. supposed to feel about Lexus King. I mean, this, the, the arriving sideways on a throne, the Michael Jackson military jacket, the um, braided hair, the, 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 the beard, the beard, the beard like in particular. All, all of it does point to this element of, especially when they're talking about making him have this difference like they've changed his name but he they're still referencing his dad so it's not i, I imagine beat yeah as you say the david flair thing it's, it's hard to live up to rick flair you know unless your name is charlotte but like <laughs> it's it, it it's that you're all, especially when your li- literal name is junior right so the idea of leaning into that and making that part of the gimmick and he did lose this match so there's a, every part of it being that you know maybe your assessment is correct i just think 
while that's still playing out, and again, developmental, like who knows, we're, we're working on the character, bits of it work, bits of it don't work. The match itself wasn't great. It was uh, it, the chemistry was lacking. It was it was broadly fine. Is how yeah, I would describe I would say the match. This is broadly fine. It's, like, it's, he is a work in progress. Yeah, and and um, you know, Mello's great, but it's just not there yet. Yeah, this felt like a major step down. Yeah, it did. G- given his twenty twenty three, this felt like a major major step down for him. It didn't feel like it was elevating Pillman. And then afterwards, like Pillman just cuts this promo. It was like, oh yeah, thanks for the pay per view time. Mm. I was like. What? You're well, lost, mate. So the drama is about Trick, right? And who attacked Trick. Yeah. But Trick isn't there. Because this part of the drama is about whether Hayes did it. And Hayes is proving he didn't do it by attacking King. And so it, it just feels like it's a bit convoluted. They're already pushing through it. They try and add a bit of story in there with a handshake situation. Show everybody what snake you are. And then right at the end of it, it's like, well, yeah, no, you didn't do it. And neither did I. Um... But I, got I just wanted to be on the pay-per-view. Thanks, mate. Interesting. I don't know, because you lost, mate. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that was a particularly good day at the office for you. It wasn't. No. I don't... I don't if, if in a kayfabe world, I don't think the higher-ups would be like, aha, let's put that kid on pay-per-view more. Yeah, it was odd. Odd. Um, then we had uh, the interview with Cora Jade, which talked about making her intentions clear. We've got a promo for Vengeance Day. Then we got the men's iron survivor match dijack josh briggs tyler 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 bait brom breaker trick williams this was outstanding this was absolutely awesome mm. this was fantastic from start to end yeah and do you know why this was awesome from start to end a all five guys in the ring were very very good b the clocks are shoot yeah like there's just a big clock up on screen and it reminded me of when Damo uh, got fired, we, we interviewed him on the channel and he said, oh, that NXT North American Championship ladder match, that ladder match, the one that everybody talks mm-hmm. about, one of the greatest matches in NXT history. It's like, we called it pretty much as a shoot. Like, Cole is supposed to win, but I'm not going to half-ass my way up a ladder because I know I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. win. I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to try and take down the belts. And if you're out of position to stop me, the fault's on the person who's out of position yeah. to try and stop me. So that's kind of what you get here. Because the clock is a shoot, and the penalty box clock is a shoot, because mm-hmm. everything's on screen we telling you. can see you, it the whole time. You can see it the whole time. You just have to work within the means that you've got, and you just have to use your in-ring acumen and your in-ring skill in order to do this. In the women's one, it was rehearsed to make sure it was timed properly. This one, it felt like it was like, hey, you guys just go out there just and just go for it. Mm. And they did. And here's the, the credit to this match, that this is the biggest credit I'm going to give to this match, aside from like the outstanding stuff that it was. One of the big criticisms against Iron Man matches, one of the big criticisms, less against Iron Man matches, I suppose, but certainly one of the big criticisms against Survivor Series matches, and one of the biggest matches that um, TNA King of the Mountain matches got was, why are you pinning your talent so much? Like, in this match, like, because of the rules of the match, you have to pin everyone mm-hmm. a lot. Survivor Series, early Survivor Series matches, like, oh, I did an atomic drop, and now you're pinned. Yeah. Like, because I've got to try and get through, I've got to go through nine eliminations in a 15 minute match so i've got to pin people quickly and with tna it was like like this is a world title match why are you pinning everyone six mm. times it doesn't make them look particularly good in this match there was a pinfall every minute and a half mm. but at the end of it i'm not looking to be like crikey tyler bait got pinned five times or bron breaker got pinned four times because everyone's just like no this dude got, i met like trick williams got four pins in a minute 
And like Bron Breaker came in and he speared everyone and he got three pinfalls in 40 and, seconds. Yeah, how did you take those spears? People took your head off. Yeah, the pinfalls actually were elevating people. No one was feeling under because they got pinned five times. I, and that's that's the credit I would give this. Like, this is a, a thing that should not work on paper, but it absolutely does. Yeah, I think sometimes, and not always, but I think sometimes there can be a uh, refrain in uh, wrestling commentary at and review and all the rest of it that sort of people there's a hive mind people jump on a thing and this whole idea of like oh he took the pin that means he's weak and it's whatever and it's like not always and i think it's when you're smart with how you do it when you're smart with the match you do it when you're smart with the execution of it this is a prime example of how or gunther matches are a prime example of how you can lose and look strong um that's slightly different because you have to that's one pinfall yeah i know and yeah but i'm saying that a pinfall doesn't equal weak no and i'm i also want to point out as well these criticisms are not from wrestling commentary at it's not from like us this and i like, include uh, wrestling like the, the sport of professional wrestling yeah, i'm including all criticizes survivor yeah. series matches for that i don't agree well i i mean it, it depends on how they're that what i'm saying is it depends on how they're executed mm. it's 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 too lazy to say pin equals bad right because I don't think it does. I think it can, and this match is an example of when it. That's that's my point. Absolutely. Um, I don't mean to come for anybody. Um, and yeah, this match was great. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't think we need to argue more. There are a lot of comments saying that we don't like each other. Do they? There was a comment on the roll. I was, I was like, you can tell the Dan wants to punch Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like. I couldn't possibly. Have you tried? Who would want to punch Luke Owen? One of the nicest <laughs> men in the business. But anywho. Um, so this this got off to a hot start because it was Dijak and Briggs, the two B B uh, the two big beefy boys, just Who got kind of the- look the same. Yeah, like- <laughs> there was a moment when they start, you know, they they did they started working together. It was like, oh, because you've like you know start doing the mirror trick. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but Dijak hit Briggs with the uh, feast your eyes right before the, the the five minute mark before Tyler Bate came in, so he got the first pinfall. Um, I was I wrote here that was fun big dude stuff but with horrid booker commentary <laughs> yeah it's it's when he says like oh yes ow it hurts whenever I do the impression uh, so Dijak is up to one Tyler Bate is back to doing his big strong boy stuff uh, from his independent work so he came in there to do like I'm gonna lift everyone mm. up because I'm the big strong boy you love Tyler Bate I absolutely love Tyler Bate mm. and I think I will forever hate WWE for <laughs> sticking him in developmental for mm. so many years. Like, you want to talk about someone who was ready at 19 yeah. and is now 27 mm. and has accomplished diddly dick in <laughs> WWE. <laughs> uh, Sweet FA is what they've done with that boy. There are, can I say two things that irritate me about Talibate? Go for it. The first one is his insistence on wearing gear that makes him look a lot smaller than he is. Uh, you could talk about specifically the knee pads. Uh, it's more that the, it's more that he looks like he's just <laughs> he looks like a child who's or, or a man who has just like accidentally been stripped down to his underwear and socks at all times, uh, and it makes me uncomfortable. The first photo of him when he won the uh, the NXT UK Championship yeah. does look like he is nude, and because he's got boots that are shorter, it makes your legs look shorter. Mm. I, I this is where I get sartorial and I start becoming the parody of myself that everyone thinks I am. But like, if you wear certain, you should be wearing clothes that like enhance you and, and that fit right it's all about tailoring and that's not to say that you always need to look slim or whatever you just wear the clothes that fit you properly and these they don't fit they don't make they don't do and then the hair which is sort of like 
here, but then longer here. It makes him look like a hobbit running around the ring. And it, he doesn't... I don't think of Tyler Bate like that. He has got the same problem that Cody Rhodes had during his first WWE run. Yeah. And it's all in the knee pads. Yeah. Not wearing knee pads makes your legs look skinnier than mm, they it are. It does. Because Cody Rhodes used to look like he had proper skinny legs mm. when during his, his early WWE stuff. Because he didn't wear knee pads. Mm. Also, wear knee pads. Oh, yeah. Protect your knees. Protect your knees. Just wear knee knees pads. Knees are precious. Knees are precious. Wear knee pads, please. It really bugs me where wrestlers don't wear knee yeah. pads. Not because of an aesthetic thing. I'm just like, no, you're, you're poor. It knees. was the first thing I was told to buy when I started training. <laughs> of course it yeah. is. Because you're going to be standing on your knees a lot. Yeah. It sucks. Um, the other thing is, uh, I. I hate with the fire, the fire of a thousand suns that move where he runs into the rope. No, yeah, I, hate it. I hate it. Oh, it was the coolest thing in the world when you used to do that at progress shows. It looks cool, it's rad, but it doesn't do what it wants. Of course, it, to it do. does. It gives him so much momentum coming back it, for the close. It doesn't line. because he has to find his footing again and then turn around and do the close. Line. You know how he'd get more momentum running into the ropes normally? No, no. Strong, strong disagree, Dan. I will punch you on this one. <laughs> strong... <laughs> should, should we have a fight? Should, no, we, I, I, should I, we work I, ourselves into a shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might we could, be. We could do. We could get little sticks. I think that might be. We go like, and you had the temerity to call Kaleni Jordan, <laughs> <Kaleni> Jordan Green. <laughs> That's so accurate and fair. Uh, no, I find it irritates me. It's it's a personal and pointless gripe because otherwise Tyler Bates. Tyler Bate is so good. Can we get, Mod Brother, are you watching? Can we get a poll? Can someone start a poll? Is that move good? Because I think it's awesome. It Who just, is right? Like Luke or Dan? It also is such an effort for something that you could just bounce off the ropes for. It's one of those things. Where it, but it, it looks cool, Dan. Don't care. It's why, why does Akata spin before hitting the Rainmaker? Momentum. And it's it looks cool. It's the equivalent cool. of, of when Charlotte Flair does that like little, what is it? The front flip in order to do it. And then she has to get it because she's like 12 foot tall. She has to get it. All the way back up to her feet before she hits someone, and by all the momentum's gone. No, oh, I don't. I can't believe the poll's already arrived. <laughs> like, God works quick. Mod Mother works harder. I swear to God. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so Dijak and Briggs are both up to one because Briggs is doing the clothesline from hell. He's been put over by JBL, so that's his new finish. I yeah. really like that. Uh, Bate hits the Tiger Driver 97, uh, but Dijak picks up that pin, but he gets a roll-up uh, score, a roll-up pin on Dijak to score a point. So. The three lads mm -hmm. who have started this match are already up to one. Dijak knocks Bay out of the ring onto Briggs as he's heading into the penalty. So what? <laughs> he's he's escaped from the penalty box. So escaped. what? No, well, no. This but this is the moment here when he's we've laid out Briggs mm -hmm. and with the Tiger Driver. Then he's rolled up Dijak and he's now so Dijak's now got to go to the penalty box. But before he goes, he knocks out Tyler Bay into a pinfall onto Briggs. But the referee was slow to make the count. Tyler Bay should have got an extra point there. Because he's the best. But also, Dijak had just got out of the penalty box. So I had to go right back into it. Mm. So it was, again, that use of that thing of like, that must be really frustrating. If you're Dijak, you're going to be ready to cut someone's head off by the time you get back. Trick Williams came out next. And this crowd sure did love them. I think he might be over. <laughs> yeah. You know when there are just guys, you're like, hey, they're over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's, a, there's a, I think... I think he's over. I think he's over. Yeah. He came out on NXT last week and they're all doing the like the, the promo bit where they all get to like promo energy. And he just comes out. And I don't know if they, he was told, you're running out of time. But he just kind of came out. I ain't got much to say. I'll whoop that trick. I'll whoop that trick. I'll whoop that trick. And I was just like, I love you. I'm yeah. obsessed with you. This has been, I mean, a, a great like final end to the year. Yeah. Like, the last sort of six months or so. Yeah. Been, like a huge elevation. And you're like, because 
I mean, that's great about the Mellow and Trick partnership. It's, it's not like, secondary. It's not secondary. Mm. Previous, it was just like, I'm Carmelo Hayes, I'm the NXT champion, and here's my mate. Yeah. But what has happened now is that through that, he has been elevated, and now they're at equal levels. So Trick Williams is now at the same level as the former NXT champion. And if Carmelo gets called up, there's a spot for Trick to just do whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's he's going to be fine on his own. Oh, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. And this crowd was so, so into him. And what I loved about Trick Williams is the story of this match. And again, that goes into this, uh, you know, the criticisms against Survivor Series matches of pinning people lots. Is the story of this match was that Trick could not get any momentum going because every time he tried to get momentum going, he found himself back up in the penalty box mm. or he was being speared through the barricade. He could not get any momentum. So all the wrestling he got to do was in the final minute when it was in pure desperation mode because he hadn't been able to get into the match up until mm. that point. Mm. So really, really good story for him throughout. In the meantime, everyone else is just racking up points and points and points so many points there was so there was points to spare in this match as i said like there was a pinfall every minute and a half in yeah. this 25 minute match uh so bait goes up to two dijak's on one briggs is on one uh bron breaker then comes out i mean he's getting his you know he's getting his beard trimmers from lexus king <laughs> he's colored in that little bit there isn't he but he comes out First thing he does, hits a spear, gets a point. Second thing he does is he hits a spear and he gets a point. And the third thing he does is he hits a spear and he gets a point. I've written in my notes, holy S, that was awesome. He's up to three in 40 seconds. Brombreaker doesn't spear you out of your boots because there simply isn't time. He touches you and you're on the ground. It's, it's so good. Spearing him out of the air. Oh. It's great. I So he comes out and he just starts spearing and he just looks the picture. He's a beast. There's, and they're clean. And we see it throughout the match. There's a spot later on where he spears Trick through a barricade. The man is... We were talking about Tiffany Stratton being ready. If I get one call up from the men's match into the Royal Rumble, it's Brombreaker. That I want, dude... And I'm going to go one further because I got a bit carried away. I was so excited in the moment. I thought about it. I want Brombreaker to, de- to, co- to debut at the Royal Rumble. That's his main roster call up. I wanted to eliminate Gunther. I don't. I, I think it would be amazing, and it would really be such a statement because then Brombreaker and Gunther can have a go at each other. And I got very excited. He, okay, here's the spot I am pitching for Brombreaker in uh, the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble match. He debuts. Ricochet does a springboard. Breaker spears him out of air. Or out of the, out of air, yeah. over the rope. Exactly. <laughs> Just spears him out of the air, does a pose, and throws him straight over the ropes. Oh. I'm not saying you then spin off into a Bron Breaker-Ricochet match, but you want to talk about like using Ricochet to his viral yeah. best. Like That is a moment that is going to get clipped out, and it's going to be perfect. And that is a good Ricochet spot. And I know Bron's had moments on, on the main roster already, but like if you don't... Well, he's, a, he's been know, on it. Yeah, I know. If but you don't watch, I don't think it, remembers them. Well, this is what I was about to say. If you don't watch it regularly, if you don't watch NXT regularly, you don't really know Bron Breaker. If he comes out of the Royal Rumble and just does this, there's your star. Uh-huh. It's a Maven Undertaker situation, but good. <laughs> Due respect to Maven, one of the best YouTubers out there, isn't he? Just <laughs> yeah, though. yeah. So, Ste- get the Steiner. Recliner. They called him Steiner then, because um, he is. But he puts on the Steiner recliner. And because the three lads that he's pinned, Briggs, Bait, and Dijak, <laughs> are just like battering each other in the penalty off box off screen. But they show it in like the little video, like picture in picture. They're battering each other and they spill out. Yeah. And so then everyone's out of the cage. Trick Williams does a big dive onto everyone. Um, and uh, Tyler, and then Dijak scores a pin on Williams. So where we're at currently is Bates on three, Breakers on three, Briggs is on one, and Dijak's on two. Um, and none for Gretchen Wieners. Sorry, then. Bron hits the sign of recliner. So Bron locks in the sign of recliner again, but Bray steals the move. Got my notes wrong. That's why. Because Bron hits the Frankensteiner, not the sign of recliner. He hits the Frankensteiner 
And as Tijag is going down, Bait catches him in a Tiger Driver 97 to steal the pin. Mm. So Bait's up to three, Bronze on three, Briggs is on one, Dijak's on two. Briggs and Dijak then form an alliance. They hit a double moonsault and they get a double pin. So Bait's on three, Breaker's on three, Briggs is on two, Dijak's on three. Can I just walk you through that section of the match? Please do. So basically what happens is you get Briggs and Dijak looking at each other and my eyebrows raise. And then Briggs pushes Trick into the clothesline and I start sitting up straight. And then they start climbing the top rope and I shuffle forward. And by the time they've done a double moonsault and they're pinning their opponents while staring daggers at each other, I'm a little bit horny. It's so good. It was this moment of just like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Ah! It was like that, you know, the testosterone. It was all just popping over. I was like, so this match was incredible. So, so great. I was giddy. Tyler Bate then finds himself caught in the middle as Dijak and Briggs try to do a big double boot. Uh, and I thought, I, I then thought, actually, that's quite a cool little yeah. like, tag team finishing move. Yeah. Like do a double boot, like meet in the middle thing. Yeah. But Bate ducks out of the way, so they double boot each other. Uh, Breaker spears Williams through the um, the ringside area. Then he gets choke slammed through a table. Uh, Dijak, that is. Uh, Dijak chokes him, so I'm through a table. Then Williams scores, scores a roll-up win with three minutes to go. So Bates on three, Breakers on three, Briggs on two, Dijak's on three, Tricks on one. This is where Vic Joseph echoed what is possibly my favourite JR call of all time, which is um, in it's a Lita-Stephanie main event where Lita wins the belt off her, and it's Rock and Angle and, and everyone's there, and, and like... JR just goes, Stephanie's down, Angle is down, the game is down, Lita is up. And in this moment, you've got Trick, you've got Breaker on the floor, and Vic Joseph is giving the Trick is down, Breaker is down, Bait is still standing, and I'm getting, I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like, it's he's doing such a good job in this. Uh, Vic Joseph was so good. You like, could fumble it so badly. You could do easily so. And like, William's getting that sort of desperation mm. roll up. And it was almost like this, finally I'm in the match. Because like, look at the amount of times we talked about how like, he's not been here. Yeah. Every time he gets some momentum going, he gets and desperation is exactly what it is as well that's the story of this match because the clock is counting down there's only three minutes left Mm. and everyone else is on three points apart from him and he's uh, there languishing on zero so he's really got to try and fight back now we get a uh, feast your eyes to trick williams but eddie thorpe comes out and drags out the referee and he attacks dijack to lead to another trick williams pinfall so just a quick sidebar on this one they made a joke about this or sean made a joke about this on twitter because um, they Five Four Selected reported that Eddie Thorpe was going to be involved in the Iron Survivor match, and Sean made this joke it was like, "Man, if only DiJack was a Five Four Select subscriber, he'd have known that Eddie Thorpe was going to cost him." That's that very moment. funny. And DiJack replied to him with his Fight for Select subscription, being like, "I forgot to click continue reading." Because <laughs> <laughs> it was underneath like the page break bit. It's like, if only I'd have clicked that, I'd have known. That is very funny. Very very good. Because um, wrestlers do subscribe to Fight yeah, for Select and, and read the Observer. Um, Bait then hits the spiral tap on Trick, and he sets. They can up- expense it. Sorry, so they can expense it. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. I yeah. think it was about the spiral tap. No. Um, so he hits the spiral tap on Trick and he sets up to do the Tiger Driver, but Trick re- reverses that to get another pinfall. So all of a sudden, Bates on three, Breaker's on three, Briggs is on two, Dijak's on three, and Trick Williams is on three. And there are 10 seconds yeah. remaining. And none of those things, and I'm going to set you up as well, because none of those falls feel like falls that are super Cena nope. because they were all desperation and they were all roll-ups on other people's moves except for this one on bait where he bust, 
He just put his whole body weight on, on there. On, on Breaker, yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry, on, oh, on Tyler. Right. The, the, the rollover, he basically had his whole body weight lying on Tyler Bate. You ain't kicking out of that. And then in this final moment, as you say, 10 seconds are left, but we know Bron Breaker's somewhere off screen because we haven't seen him in a hot second. So he's probably going to be coming out of that corner with a spear. So that's the moment that you're waiting for. And he's charging at him and he hits the running knee, does Trick Williams, and he scores the final pinfall. <sighs> he wins. Bait three, breaker three, Briggs two, Dijak three, Trick four. An awesome. There is a awesome guy match. in the crowd who's got his head in his hands and his mouth so open that he's probably dehydrating. And exactly that. It was just gobsmacking. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Lee gets some new nameplates and then Briggs, Henlon and Jensen brawled with Metaphor backstage. That's a trios match for uh, TV this week. And they then have this video of Kiana James leaving the WWE headquarters to lead into our steel cage match of Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. You can tell how awesome that Men's Survivor uh, Survivor Series, the Iron Survivor Challenge was because the crowd was spent. Oh yeah, exhausted. And didn't make a peep Mm. in this match because they were capital k knackered yeah and like they weren't even popping for near falls mm. like they, they were they were trying uh word were kiana and, and roxanne but the match was like okay mm. there was nothing special about it it's my least favorite kind of steel cage match where the steel cage isn't really a factor and it ends in interference which is what a steel cage match is supposed to not have um and yeah it was just like it was fine. Like, it was all right. Yeah, I mean, before on last week's NXT, there'd been a really cool moment with um, them two having a scrap backstage, and there was an intensity to it that I was like, "Oh, that's nice. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that match." And then, yeah, it was an under delivery. The Roxanne at one point climbed the cage and then just climbed back down it, and it was like, "Oh, if you climb the cage, I'm expecting you to jump off it. That's yeah. what I want." I thought the the uh, suggestion of an escape. But she's she gets the chair back in. I thought that was a really cool little moment. Especially because they were like, "There's no escape rules. It's yeah. a pinfall submission." But yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a, it was a well worked little moment that she yeah. wasn't. She was just looking to get away from Roxanne, but actually she was luring her there, kind of thing. But yeah, if there's no escape the cage rules, why do you open the cage door? That's fair. Like the whole point of a steel cage is to lock these people inside. Yeah, that's fair. I hadn't so thought of that. why would the referee open the door and let her go out to get a steel chair? Mm. Like this is this is what I hate about. Again, this, uh, what annoys me is this is what WWE ingrained in people for the last 25 years. This is what cage matches are. Mm. So a lot of people just like see these cage matches and just be like, oh yeah, that's the rules of cage matches. Like, no! Cage matches are supposed to stop interference. They're supposed to stop outside cheating. Yeah. But like in WWE, it's actually, if anything, it's easier to cheat with a cage match than it is not in a cage match. I also think there's a consistency, because in my head, it is escape the cage. Like You've got to escape the cage to win. Which is also a that's a WWE rule that's never but been a rule within professional wrestling. Picking and choosing when to use exactly and that yeah. does get on my nerves. So yeah, um, it was it was a it was a shame. Yeah, it was a very little reaction. Yeah, crowd were absolutely dead, and yeah. they, you know they were so into trick and they were so into that men's because it was so great mm. that this was always going to struggle, mm. and then being a broadly fine mm. under broadly fine match yeah didn't help it at all yeah. uh, but roxanne lost uh because izzy dame uh who helpfully screamed her own name <laughs> i didn't know who she was um <laughs> slammed the door on her and kiana hit the deal breaker with a chair for the win kiana james loves business yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
the Sam the Legal Eagle of, yeah. uh, of the NXT world. <laughs> uh, we got quick promos for the breakout tournament uh, from Riley Osborne, Keanu Carver, Tavon Heights, Dion Lux, Luca Crucifino, Miles Bourne, Trey Bearhill, and Oberfemi. And I wrote here, this is just like that Key and Peele sketch where they go through the college call-ups oh, yeah. for uh, American football players. I haven't seen that one. Hingle McCriggleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I really am some of the favorites. Quackadilly blip. Yep, great. Uh, I'm excited for that tournament. I've I've liked these little teasers for it, and I'm like, yeah, go on, go on. I, if that's my big recommendation for everyone, go and watch those Keen Peel sketches of them, and it is just them saying ridiculous names. That's so funny. Yeah, it's really, really good. And the main event was Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin for the NXT Championship. Bikes are very silly in wrestling. Yeah. Because you come out on a bike, so it's like, oh, it's cool. You're on a motorbike. But because you're in a very small building, you have to push it with your feet. <laughs> so it'd be like my how my kid will ride a bike when she's first learning is yeah. just pushing it along with her feet. So it's Baron Corbin going, <laughs> but meanwhile, he's going, just going, pushing it around with his little toesies. It used to be kind of cool when it was rolling and you had the uh, fairly long ramp situation, but then he'd get to the going round the ring and yeah. it was always quite slow. Um, and then <laughs> half the time he can't turn it on properly. Um yeah, they yeah, are quite funny. Very, very silly. Elia Dragunov, however, is just something else. I've always mm. loved Elia. I've He's mad. Been, I've been a big, big Dragunov mark. Mm. I remember... Because uh, I've watched Dragunov a lot in the indies, right? And there was a moment when we went to the BT Sport launch uh, for uh, when WWE went to BT Sport. Mm. So this, was, this was January 2020, which feels mm. weird because I was like just before the pandemic. I met uh, Soraya that night and, uh, mm. and Kurt Angle because uh, they were there to promote this. Anyway... um. I interviewed Seamus and um, they had like an NXT UK sort of like thing. Charlotte Flair mm. made her like return match on that. So like she was coming back from injury and um, they had this match and it was Dragunov and I want to say Mustache Mountain. Mm. I think it was Mustache Mountain versus Gallus and Dragunov came out and Ollie Davis just lost his mind because <laughs> there's something about the way that Dragunov used to make his entrance yeah. with his entrance music. He doesn't have it anymore, but the way he used to have his old like orchestral entrance music, the same way that, that Walter did, that brought out this like inner like animal within Ollie Davis. And I'm just like, oh, that's what Dragunov does. Because I feel this as well. Like when Dragunov comes out, I've got this like animal instinct within me to be like, oh my god, he's so cool. Mm. And I just think he is really cool. This as a match, though, was, was again, broadly fine. It, I think it's on the lower end of Dragunov matches in 2023. It's, like, nowhere near as good as the stuff he did with Dom or the trilogy he had with, with Hayes. This was just a very good... Uh, very is a strong word. This was a good main event mm -hmm. for, for the title, and uh, Dragunov won. I think yeah. it, was, it was good. I think the story that they were selling of this title being worth so much sacrifice and and dragonoff's ability to make it look and make you believe that he would rather die than lose that belt um was so good well executed yeah. i think the match went a bit long i think it was a thing where uh, i think corbin's been doing some really good work i think great. it's i think it's uh good for him honestly because i think he's suffered from a lack of direction as much as anything else um and so now going back down to NXT and having a direction is really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think he, he he does a really good sort of 10 to 15 minute match in this 120 and it was like not quite, um, didn't fully click. But the selling of Dragunov's ribs, that the suplex into the table and mm -hmm. then 
it go it keeps going for sentons and missing he keeps you know being pushed off the top into just lying flat on his back it all worked that part of it was really effective yeah. city as well because then he starts like dropping the h-bombs yeah and that really felt like a like anger and like i'm gonna hit you in the face i'm gonna hit you in the face as hard as i can because you took things too far yeah and then he hugs him which is all built up on the you know the tv angles they've been doing and couldn't quite hear what he was saying a bit of a lost in translation moment and then he hit the uh the the torpedo moscow for the win mm -hmm. yeah it was good yeah I, I think i was excited for something more yeah me too and i, I think there's been a standard set with dragonoff mm. matches that you do expect a little bit more yeah um yeah it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Did the job. And that was the show. Um, very much the Iron Survivor show. Yeah. Because those two matches, one of which five star, the other which sort of like, you know, three and three quarters, four, and everything else was sort of like, perfectly fine two star wrestling. Yeah. But like those two Iron Survivor challenges are so worth going out of your way to watch. Hot dog. They were so, so great. Mm. Can't say enough good things about them. Um, so let us know what you think. We're going to have a poll up. It's now live, so you can go and let us know your thoughts on this show. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, uh, while we give a little shout-out to some of our Patreon backers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Um, head on over to Patreon, by the way, because on Friday, we posted up a little treat for everyone. Ooh, maybe there'll be more of them if you enjoyed. But we did a Patreon-exclusive episode of our Parts of Unknown game show survival series, mm. where we pitted members of the Wrestle Talk and Parts of Unknown extended universe against each other in survival series. It's Stephen Larson from Going In Raw, it's Kate uh, from Fightful, it is Alex Queen of the Ring, and it's SP3 from True Heel Heat. Trying to name every WWE and AEW pay per view main event in reverse chronological order. Do you know how tri uh, tricky this one was? Go on. Tempest Thought, because I hosted it. When me and Tempest were watching it back, he thought I'd got it wrong. He was there being like, oh, I think we've messed up here. Tempest would have got a strike? Tempest was like, I think we've messed up here. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, because it goes from this. And then he goes into this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. He was like, yeah, it does. And I was like, no, it, it doesn't. I've got it. I've literally got it written down here. He was like, I think you got it wrong. And then he went to a Wikipedia. He was like, a hot dog. I'm wrong. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, he was like, I think we've made a mistake. Because I think it needs to go into this next. Maybe it's just the editing I'm getting lost in here, but I think that's wrong. And I was like, no, it's Ryan. He was like, and he looked on Wikipedia and he was like, I'd have bet my house that it was this answer. Tempest is fallible. Turns out even, Write that down. even Tempest would have struggled mm. uh, with, with this one. So yeah, go and check that out because it's a lot of fun. Steve is in particular is, is fabulous on the show and I really, really enjoyed Kate being on there. So yeah, really go and check that out. It's over at patreon.com forward slash rest talk for all of our $10 and above backers. Um, maybe we'll do another one next month. Ooh, hopefully so. And if you're one of our uh, $25 and above pay Patreon pledge, how many you get your name read out on the show like these fine folks? The needs of the Manny Coy... <laughs> The needs of the <laughs> Manny Connish outweigh the needs of the feud. It's a good one. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. This is some kind of Patreon shout out, Nate dropped surname. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. The intriguing infrared, near Alfredo Vile. 
Leader of the Brass, NJ Hornsberg. Parking lot brawl champion, Parker King. Peter Fiber Brontus. And probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Those are your Hall of Fame shout outs for the 11th of December, 2023. Thank you to Rob, who has now marked the spoiler uh, in the <laughs> previous <laughs> Ultra Chats. A level trolling. Well played. I very much appreciate that. Dan Ford president said it's not the same it will never be the same but goddamn NXT is back and not and and just back old NXT and have the best women's division in the West. Also, a lot of talent are really, really young. Yeah. I believe one of the chaps that's in the breakout tournament is only 22. Josh Briggs. No, in the breakout tournament. Oh, the it? breakout tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuzu here said CM Punk succeeding Shawn Michaels as head of NXT would be hilarious. NXT collision incoming. <laughs> Uh, Chance Gray 15 said what are your top three matches now that CM Punk is back Luke Owen for DAD of the year I guess that CM Punk matches rather mm-hmm. than what's yeah. my favourite matches of the year uh, I mean Punk and Reigns is numero yeah. uno Punk and Owens is the other one I'd really like to see and Punk and Cody is up there for Punk, me I was about to say Punk and Cody, Punk is, and Cody. Is, is the other one I'd, I'd be really really into there's also part of me as well that would like to see punk and theory or like punk and waller like doing a really like silly crap mid card mm. like what does that look it's like? gotta go through the mids anyway at some point well yeah i mean everyone does i suppose yeah. but like that oh i mean actually there's a story in that yeah, punk and gunther yeah as well but yeah like that i think there's some fun like the promo work that you could do in that feud would be quite fun punk and gunther is like an actual match i want yeah. to see though yeah like punk and theory is more like let's watch the world burn mm. but punk and gunther is like no i actually do want to see that as a match mm. Uh, what about you? Is anyone else? When I, no, when I think of stories and matches, I think I it's honestly there is there is a little something in Punk and Miz where I'm like, oh, go on. Like, like I know I know it feels like a throwback, but like I'm just curious. I like I feel like they'd have some fiery promos. Punk and Cody is my big one. Big yeah. MGM said, loved going to Deadline in person. The energy was great and the matches mostly delivered. Also, I'm going to miss Dom in NXT. Guy gave the brand eyes and star power that I hadn't had for a while. It did wonders for Dragon Lee's career as well. Jam that jam, hey. He might not be gone just yet. Mm. And we also have a result of the poll. Is Tyler Bates' move good? <laughs> yes, 78 and 21% are wrong. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone at the very least. But you are wrong. <laughs> uh, and Rob McDonough here has obviously sent in their uh, Ultra Chat before we reveal we're going to be doing an NXT show because they've got thoughts on Collision. But it's a very interesting one, actually, which is the problem I've got with AEW right now is that every three matches, I completely change my mind on who my number one wrestler <laughs> is. Swerve versus Andrade, please. Also, basic theology tells us that Devil is just a fallen angel. So Christopher Daniels for AEW champ confirmed. Good theory. Mm. Daniels was also one of the rumored men uh, way back when to be um, the higher power. For he him. was. I d- like that seems like forum stuff though, as opposed to like wouldn't know, have been a reveal, would it? Let's be honest. Well, yeah, exactly. It was like yeah. the other people it could have been was Jake Ka- Roberts. Uh, Jake Roberts is another one, and Callis because he was the he was the uh, the jackal. The jackal yeah. yeah. Um, in WWF, so and he wasn't doing the Truth Commission at that point either, so it would have made sense. Uh, I. Have got to February two thousand and one in my rewatch of Raw, Very nice. and there's a Jeff Boyardee commercial where the Hardy Boys take out Christopher Daniels. So to go from the higher power to that, 
is interesting. Oh, buddy, that means you are not that long away now from the two-man power trip. Which I, is, that's what I'm excited for. Oh, it's, it does not hold up. That's what I'm curious about. It is. Uh, the Attitude Era podcast of recently recovering that that period mm. of SmackDown and reviewed like, the, the pay-per-views like Backlash and Judgment Day from that period of time. And it's like, oh, it's actually hard watching Steve Austin work out what this heel character is because mm. he has not figured that out yet. So it's just him and Triple H backstage being really quiet and mumbly. Because I want to get to that and I want to get to the invasion and see what how, how it holds up to to what my childhood remembrance of it which was quite fun so um yeah right well let's end the poll and we'll, uh, see what you thought uh, about this episode and we have a thumbs up rating of <laughs> come on youtube <laughs> give me what i want youtube it was about 85%, but come on, YouTube. There yes. it is. 84%. Mid, uh, thumbs in the middle, 11%, and the rest were thumbs down. Yeah. So thank you all so much. That's a very, very high score there. So thank you all for watching on this one. Please do let us know if you'd like us to do NXT reviews. Vengeance for Day's on the way. Vengeance Day would be in, it's in Feb? February. Yeah. February, yeah. So let us know, uh, particularly because they run head-to-head with Collision. So kind of interesting for us to take a look at so yeah let us know what you think uh, and we will see you tomorrow for monday night raw yeah it's got a stacked old show cody and nakamura mm-hmm. is on the broadcast cm punk will be making his decision they're running back drew and jay again why not why not um and i think it's one of our last few rules we've got for the year as well because yeah i think there's one next week yeah i, I, then I think the- you're not on next week are you I am on next week's one, Oh, I think. Then, then we've got two more. We got So we've got two more together, and then there's a week off, because mm-hmm. obviously we won't be doing a show because we're on holiday, but also Raw's doing a best of. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Oh, on Christmas Day? Yes, the Fine. Christmas Day episode's a best of, yeah, so you we're not missing much. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for watching. We're back tomorrow with the Raw review. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.